This podcast is brought to you by AD Banker & Company, an approved CE education provider for nearly every insurance and financial advisory firm in the U.S. When your next CE deadline rolls around, click on adbanker.com. If you don't see our name on your preferred provider list, call your home office and ask them to add us, adbanker.com. Welcome to our program this afternoon. Henrietta, would you please introduce yourself? Thank you very much. I am Henrietta Nye, and I am the president of Keir Educational Resources, and our home office is located in Middletown, Ohio, which is halfway between Cincinnati and Dayton in southwest Ohio. You know, you, you just uh, answered the question. I was going to ask uh, where Middletown was. Uh, you know, as I was a few years ago heading north of Cincinnati, I noticed a road called the Sinday Road. I guess that's halfway between Cincinnati and Dayton. Is it somewhere around there? <laughs> that was the uh, abbreviation on the sign for Cincinnati Dayton Road, which actually our office faces. It is um, also known as Dixie Highway. It goes for a very long distance. I just want to welcome you to the program and say it's great to have you. Uh, and let me introduce uh, you more formally to uh, our listeners. Uh, our guest today is Henrietta Nye. She is the president, and she also has the professional designations of CFP, CLU, CHFC, CPCU, and CASL. And she's been with the company since 1983. Uh, she oversees the marketing and the production and sides of the business. Her claim to fame has been uh, hiring the great people that produce the products and communicate it with customers regarding their professional designation courses that Kier offers. An outstanding team she's assembled there and uh, helps her look good uh, doing her job. Uh, Henrietta has watched the company expand from only CLU and CPCU in the early days uh, to a full line of products that they offer today. She's also been actively involved in a host of other financial planning organizations. Uh, Henrietta, I understand you were telling me that uh, before we started our visit that the business was started by uh, your, was it your father? That is correct. Uh, my father was the director of examinations at the American College, and so he was very familiar with uh, the study program of what was required. And as he traveled the country, many students told him that they would like to have additional study materials, and he thought that that was a good idea, uh, but didn't have the time to do it. After leaving the American College, he became a professor of insurance at Temple University and uh, had a little more flexibility and decided to start writing practice questions and then um, the answers to study guide questions and summaries of the textbooks. Uh, a little like the old-fashioned uh, college notes that we had and help the students with a different interpretation of the material. And the question, since he had the experience with uh, the CLU program, he knew how to write the questions and what uh, the graders were looking for. And uh, they were very, very helpful study materials and took off very quickly. Now, that uh, was obviously a number of years ago, well before we've heard such things as the Internet or CD-ROMs or cassette tapes or videos. Uh, how was the course package and, and offered, and how was it made available to people then? Was I presume printed? Oh, back then, it was a very basic 
black and white book. I think in our archives we still have uh, some of the covers that were white with just the black print on them, and we have so many stories about the preparation then uh, done on typewriters and the cutting and pasting of manuscripts, and they, they change over to computerized textbooks or, or study books. We thought that would speed up the process, but we found with computers the authors felt much um, expansive that they should write anything that they wanted to, and the books took longer actually to revise each year. It was mm. a fun process, and then we started adding other products over the years. We have uh, done audio programs. We have uh, added the computerized testing, and uh, today many different virtual classes. So technology has really changed the business over the years, but still we have to get the information into the brains and find a way to get it back out again. Now, how did you, uh, Henrietta, get involved with the business uh, at first, and what was your first job? Uh, what were you responsible for when you first came on the scene with the company? Well, I actually have uh, a background in dietetics, a master's degree in nutrition, and so I think I'm the perfect poster child for the designations. I can prove that these materials work. Uh, the first job that I had with the company was uh, basically in uh, completing the orders, in handling the inventory. Gradually, as we moved the business, uh, I was in Ohio and Jack here was in Philadelphia. And he was uh, deciding to retire and said that he would like to have someone in the family take over the business. And I was the one who volunteered. So I uh, took on the customer service side of the business and then about six years later uh, my brother who has an English degree and a law degree uh, joined the company as the editor-in-chief and uh, one of our fabulous authors and gradually I learned more and more about marketing and uh, the various uh, communication processes with the clients and the conventions and have uh, learned as I've gone, and I've been volunteered for all the different designations as we needed materials, and uh, I can prove these materials work. So you can take all the tests. I guess you've had to take all the tests over the years and uh, uh, as you go through these things. And say, how did uh, I understand that uh, CURE began uh, at its beginning was preparing persons for the CLU exam. How did they expand beyond that, and how did that come about? Well, um, because of the contacts that um, my father had had with the American College, um, while he was with the organization in the same building was the Insurance Institute that prepares the CPCU materials. And a professor at Miami University, Dr. Harry Brooks, came to him and said, you really should do the same materials for the CPCU program. And so he and Harry started writing the CPCU. Um, actually, for probably the first 15 years, uh, that was probably the larger side of the business uh, with the INS courses, the AIC, the ARM, um, these are the Associate Risk Management. I should get the titles along with these, and um, the CPCU. And they were received very, very quickly. Again, the students very hungry for practice materials. 
and uh, the great reputation the CLU materials helped those to expand. As the American College added the CHFC, we added that, and then as the CFP came into the industry, um, we added those materials. So it's been a growing process. You know, the, you've thrown out a lot of letters there, CLU, CHFC, CFP. What's the basic difference between those three? The CLU, or the Chartered Life Underwriter, um, it's the program from the American College that would be taken, I think, mainly by the person specializing in life insurance. It's very strong in the insurance uh, industry and the life insurance companies. Uh, if your business is more in the financial planning arena, then you're going to consider the CFP or the CHFC. Um, one difference in these programs, the CLU and the CHFC does not require a college degree. A student who wants to pursue the CFP would have to have a college degree. Uh, we oftentimes talk with students and encourage them to begin with the courses for um, the CFP or Certified Financial Planner uh, certification. That program, after you have completed seven courses, you have to take a comprehensive exam. Because the pass rate tends to be between 50 and 60 percent, there are many students who never earn the CFP. But because they have completed those seven courses, they then could go to the American College and finish the uh, two required courses for the CHFC. So you can see much of the curriculum is exactly the same. Both CHFC and CFP would appeal to the advisor who has a comprehensive uh, financial planning practice, the CLU more so to the uh, individual life insurance uh, advisor. Yeah. You know, a financial advisor that's uh, out there and making hay is really busy uh, finding customers and uh, making appointments and building relationships. You know, it seems like, uh, you know, getting designations would certainly require a commitment and a commitment of time. Why would a financial advisor want to pursue a professional designation like this? It does take time. Each one of the individual courses probably is going to take between 40 and 60 hours. Uh, someone who is pursuing the CFP, we usually encourage them to anticipate at least 200 hours of study. But the reason that you would do this, I think the American public has become more sophisticated and their desire for someone, particularly where it's dealing with their money, someone who is educated, someone who has gone a little bit further and really cares about their career. When they look at a business card or look in the yellow pages and see a person with initials after their name, they may not know exactly what the initials mean, but they do know this person has done something extra. Um, this person believes in themselves or they're, they're probably going to stay in the career longer, so I probably have a little more confidence working with them. The advisor um, probably has more confidence in himself. We find that advisors who have 
designations earn more money. They have more knowledge, so they're able to take on more challenging clients. They might have uh, more ideas as to how to approach a specific person's uh, plans or needs. So it, it's very beneficial to the individual, to the client, and it's beneficial to the advisor. If you are a manager in an agency, a an advisor who has a designation is probably going to be more dedicated to the career, has a higher probability of staying with you. So it means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. Why do you think uh, that CFP certification has become, uh, I guess, more popular among financial advisors? I think it's probably more popular with the financial advisors because public in a way is demanding it. The CFP board has spent millions of dollars, I believe it's um, about $3 million a year on advertising to the public. I've had many people mention the disc jockey advertisement they've seen on television um, telling people to look for a certified financial planner when they're looking for an advisor. If you did a survey, you probably would find that more people can tell you what a CFP is and what services they offer than any of these other designations. So it's very, very important to have those initials. Now, I understand that the uh, CFP exam used to be two days uh, long, but now it's only six hours. Uh, what uh, brought about that change? Well, over the years, the CFP board has um, been studying the requirements of uh, exams and what um, actually the results tell of the student's knowledge. Um, the exam and the um, topic list that the CFP board have prepared are situated to show the public the minimally competent CFP or Certified Financial Planner. And the CFP board has um, taken on the organization that prepares the SAT exam and they have been able to prove that the same amount of knowledge has been presented in the six-hour exam versus the 10-hour exam. We've seen in the two sessions that have been given only about a one or two point increase in the pass ratio. So I don't believe that the uh, exam is any easier. If easier in any way, it's probably the, the physical toll on the student not having to go home and know that you have to face this test again the next day is yeah. quite a relief. In the past, um, the student had a large case in each of the sections. Now there's only one large case in the first section and then many um, smaller cases uh, throughout the exam. But I think it's still the rigor of the exam is there. It still is able to show the minimally competent CFP. Uh, it is a smaller number of questions that you have to prove your knowledge of the 72 topics. So in some ways it is um, even more difficult. You don't. You cannot miss as many questions as you could before. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you have to 
as a prerequisite have a college degree for a CFP. Are there any other prerequisites for any of these designations? Um, I don't know if I should use the word prerequisite. There are other requirements. Um, the CFP, that's the only one you cannot start. Um, or actually, you, I take that back. You could start the CFP, but you would not be able to use the CFP um, letters after your name until you had completed your college degree. Hmm. Uh, but none of the other um, certifications or designations require uh, a college degree. You know, once you uh, take these, you study for them, you complete the national exams um, and uh, have the experience, uh, are you finished? Uh, once you've got it, you've got it, and, uh, and, uh, or is there, do you have to go back and uh, renew uh, any part of that? With all of the um, certifications or um, designations, you have to uh, prove your experience. Uh, some of them require some letters of reference um, or letters from your employers. Um, also, with the CFP, there are four parts, the um, education, then the examination, three years of experience or two years of a specialized uh, internship, and then um, signing of the Code of Ethics. Many of the other um, designations, the CLU and the CHFC, also require ethics um, study and fulfilling, living the code of ethics. With almost all designations, there are requirements for uh, continuing education. Most advisors, if they are insurance licensed, also are going to be required to have uh, CE. And I think that's probably why I can uh, show so many letters after my name. I have kept the uh, CFP active, uh, CHFC active, by taking more courses. And rather than just um, the CE, I opted to do designations first. Um, I think CE, particularly of very uh, current topics, are wonderful courses to take. You're going to be required to take education, uh, finding the thing that is most relevant to your specific career, whether it includes a designation or certification that is good, as I said before, having the letters that your name on the business card, um, but also having the, the continuing education hours to keep all the licenses active. Yeah, you know, I, I understand. Uh... Uh, I think we all do, that there's a huge uh, number of uh, baby boomers that are retiring, uh, that there's a, a huge demand for new planners as they retire. Uh, what part do you think uh, these professional designations play uh, in the transition from one generation to the next? I think as far as the people aging, um, the boomers probably came into the financial planning world with their friends who were advisors, and they have all aged together. And now, at the time that is most critical in their life, what is going to be happening with those retirement dollars, their advisor is retiring, who are they going to turn to? I think, again, having the designation, having the letters after their names, help to give credibility, help to calm some of the fears. 
of the boomer clients that need them. Maybe they don't have the 25 or 30 years of experience that their friend had, but uh, they have letters. They can show credentials and show um, probably 10 years of experience, at least, that the um, retirees can feel confident and feel comfortable with the knowledge and the experience that the person has had. But I think they're going to play a great part in uh, the future. Yeah. Uh, Henrietta, did you uh, grow up in Middletown, Ohio, or back in uh, Philadelphia? I grew up outside of Philadelphia in Wayne, Pennsylvania. Went through uh, all of the schools there from kindergarten to uh, the 12th grade. Yeah. And made my move out to Ohio. Yeah. yeah I know you, earlier when we started, you said you were going to go off to uh, this evening uh, to play golf with your husband. Uh, uh, are you pretty good golfers? <laughs> I wish we were. No, uh, but I enjoy the outdoors so much. I just like to be out playing golf. Um, if uh, it's not golf, it's probably taking a hike or paddling a canoe. Yeah. My favorite activities. Now, your kids are all out of the house, aren't they? At last, yes. Yeah. Well, Henrietta, it's been wonderful having you on the program. Uh, if someone would like to, uh, one of our listeners would like to check out your website to uh, learn a little more about this, what's the web address that they would go to? It is www.kier, that's K E I R success.com. All righty. Thank you very much. Uh, Henrietta Nye with Keir Educational Resources. We really appreciate it and enjoyed having you on the program today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Oh, hi. You're still here. Say, if you are interested in reaching thousands of licensed insurance producers across the country, why not consider sponsoring a guest podcast? If you had sponsored this episode, we would be telling thousands of listeners daily about you and your company. Find our contact information to request prices and availability at insuranceradio.com.